Welcome everyone, you're listening to Smart Self Growth. Once again with me today is Jan. Jan, how are you? I'm well and you, man. Lucky man, uh, keeping busy during the lockdown, of course. Today's topic is something that I'm really excited about and really passionate about. What are we looking at today, Jan? We're going to look at uh, exercise. So today is pretty interesting. So if you want to make notes, you can, but you can always just listen to the podcast if you don't like reading or something like that. So we're going to talk about... First one, mentality around training. Second one, body smarts. Third one, choosing the workout routine that complements your goals. Fourth one, personal trainers, do you need them? Number five, importance of water and recovering time. Number six, training and fasting. Number seven, the best known supplements that we would recommend for women and men. Number eight, indoor exercises or routines. And number nine, exercise in general and mental health. There is no number 10, just for interest's sake. So, before we start, just remember to check with your physician um, what kind of exercise you are able to do and which ones you can't do and which supplements that you can take just to make sure that you are safe. So let's look at the mentality around training. Jan, take it away. Well, what I've learned so far is that the most important behavior that, that we should adapt and work on should be self-discipline. And it's really the most important aspect about training because everything else goes along with it. You know, without self-discipline, you won't go to the gym. You won't stick to your workout routines. And when you are at the gym, you're going to be reluctant to do your exercises properly. You know, outside of the gym, you won't be disciplined with what you're putting into your body and many other things that can go wrong without self-discipline. You know, so really in short, that's mainly what drives a healthy and fit lifestyle is discipline. That's pretty straightforward. When it comes to health and exercise, I would just add that self-motivation is also very important besides self-discipline. You know, they go hand in hand because it's important to have that little bit of self-motivation just to get you going, you know, maybe to eat that next meal or go to the gym when you don't have someone that can motivate you. So the body is very smart and today we're going to talk about it. I think a lot of people have the wrong impression about how much they should eat and how frequent they should eat. And, you know, just uneducated in general when it comes to healthy food intakes. And nowadays, you can find everything about eating online. So we're going to try and sum up all of this into this podcast. Hopefully, it will give you a better perspective about what you need to be putting into your body. Okay, Mario. So based on what we've learned, how many times per day should we eat? Well, I would say at least three times a day, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. However, you can eat up to six times a day or maybe even more. It all depends on your body mass index. So you can have a dietitian or biokineticist check this out for you if you want to know how many calories you should take in a day to either lose weight or gain weight or maintain weight. If you can't have a biokineticist look at you or dietitian, there are apps that calculate it for you, which I can advise our listeners to go and check that out and maybe do one and try and see how many calories a day you should take in. Yeah, and regarding to calories and weight loss or gain, choosing the, the right workout routine that fits your goals will add to that. And if you want to burn more fat, look at exercises like high-intensity workouts or cardio combined with weights. And also remember, weight training tones the body more than cardio. So women, you don't have to worry about bulking by doing a lot of weight training to the extent like looking like a bodybuilder because you don't have enough naturally produced testosterone for that a healthy male that has 30 percent more testosterone than a female so you don't have to be scared to try any weights if you're trying to gain weight you try to minimize cardio or 
high intensity workouts. If you try to lose weight, depending on how concerned you are with maintaining muscle, you can do more cardio and high intensity workouts. But just remember, just to not do too much. It needs to be balanced. For example, there was a time that I ran 10 kilos every second day. And my goal at the time was to build muscle. And it was contradicting my goal because I lost some muscle around my arms. And so because I was running a lot and everyone knows that there are not a lot of bulky runners out there. So just keep it in moderation. Don't do too much cardio or high intensity workouts if you want to build a lot of muscle. Yeah, you could say your personality will also affect the choices you make when it comes to training programs. For instance, if I don't like running, if you ask me to choose three out of five possible cardio exercises and running was one of them, I might leave that one out. Or maybe I don't like getting wet, so swimming would be out for me on that one. Yeah, and so on. Uh, Marius, what's your view on personal trainers and do we need them? I know my wife has got one and personally, I think it's a good thing to have a personal trainer. Look, I would suggest that if you are going to get a personal trainer, you should find one that is cost effective, one that you can have nice conversations with, but you know, not talk too much to the point where your exercise is now suffering because of it. You know, just choose one with good credentials and a good track record, one that specializes in the goals you are trying to achieve. So if you're trying to lose weight, you'll go with a personal trainer that specializes in weight loss. And if you're trying to gain weight, or let's say you are a guy and you're trying to become a bodybuilder, you would want to go with a personal trainer that specializes in bodybuilding. Because training with someone that specializes in cardiovascular exercise, for example, or high-intensity workouts if you are trying to become a bodybuilder, is very unlikely. So it will be advisable for you to find someone that has those things in common. You should also choose a personal trainer that has a personality that mixes well with yours, not just in terms of conversation, but the way he or she motivates you. What I mean is maybe you have a personal trainer that screams at every rep and you don't really like that screaming. You want someone that will help you push, but in a different way, maybe a little bit hard, but soft at the same time. So I know the question was, do we need them? There are a lot of positives in having a personal trainer. You know, some of them have years of experience and it will speed up your progress. So no, you don't need them, but it's a great benefit to have one. Yeah, I can remember when I just started gymming, I had one of personal trainers come and help me. And it was just an introduction onto how to do the exercises and the type of form that I needed to have. And after that, I kind of learned through watching YouTube videos and Googling it and reading a lot about the type of exercises and nutrition. And also to speaking some of my friends, which also were quite big into training and has been doing it for a long time. So you kind of build your knowledge over time. Um, I never really needed a personal trainer because if they was something that I wanted to excel in I was going to try and do it anyways but back then if I could have afforded one I think I probably would have done it because I can see the results my wife is getting from her personal trainer and that's really good value. So Marius what's your take on water and how much water should we drink a day? I'll go into the recovery time that's needed for us to like fully repair our bodies. Well, I would say drink at least two to three liters of water per day. You know, it's a uh, you know water helps with uh, the production of energy. So if you feel a little bit of a tired, a little bit of water might help. You can also monitor your water intake. 
throughout the day by maybe looking at the color of your urine, for example. A darker color usually insists that you need to maybe drink some water, wear a very light color or almost translucent color indicates that you maybe have too much water. Just bear in mind that if you drink a lot of caffeine, this might affect the color of your urine because it acts as a diuretic. But yeah, two to three liters of water per day should be sufficient. And yeah, let's move on to resting and the amount of sleep you should get per day. Yeah, so this one is pretty basic. It's super important though. The average person needs about eight hours of sleep and it's recommended by almost all the research that I've read. You know, the ideal would be to go to bed at the same time every day and wake up at the same time every morning. And with this strict routine, you'll get amazing results mentally and physically. And eventually, you'll even be able to wake up without an alarm. But you should also try and avoid all blue light or bright light two hours before going to bed because you need at least two hours of deep sleep for your brain and body to go into recovery mode. And bright lights disturbs the uh, deep sleep. So your body recovers and repairs muscles during the sleep cycle. And if you don't sleep enough while training, your progress will be slowed down. And a good rule of thumb would be, depending on your workout intensity and fitness levels and the types of muscle groups that you're exercising, would be to rest at least 24 hours uh, between exercises. And I'm meaning now that if you exercise a main muscle group like your legs, for instance, you won't go and train your legs again tomorrow. But it's good to rest at least 20 hours before training, let's say, your upper body the next day. And that's it. Yeah, so correct water intake, enough sleep, a healthy diet, pretty perfect combination to a fit body. Make sure you eat the right foods before and after training. I would say 30 minutes to an hour is a pretty good time to eat before and after training. So let's look at training and fasting and how well they go together. Well, fasting's got amazing benefits. You know, intermittent fasting or long consecutive days of three or more, uh, you know, it helps you reset your mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of your, your body or your cells. And that leads to your body getting rid of the poor functioning cells. And also this speeds up your metabolism and your body makes good use of food and nutrients that's being taken in. And remember, if you fast for more than two days, you will go into ketosis and that will make you feel a bit foggy for a while. They call that uh, keto flu. But uh, this burns fat like a monster because this is your main fuel for your body is fat. Fat gets turned into ketones. You're not making use of glucose or protein. And uh, while you're training doing this, you, you're using tremendous amounts of fat to fuel your muscles. That's also why it's good to train in the morning because your body is in a fasted state and hence where the word breakfast comes from. There's a crazy amount of information about fasting though. Keto diets and how to make use of carbohydrates when and where. You know, no one agrees and everyone's got research to back their theories. So I don't know. It's kind of difficult who we should believe. And in my opinion, I would say it's it's better to become more like a scientist in this kind of thing. You know, test the different theories, take the time, adapt something, do it for 30 days. If it's not working, change to something else. It's going to be a bit of a long process, but it's pretty important to track your energy levels while you're doing this. 
and to check if you're gaining weight or losing weight, whatever that kind of goal might be. If you're gaining muscle or gaining fat, track that results. It's, it's super important. Obviously, if you're going to be feeling like shit while you're doing some kind of research that you've read up on the internet, I would suggest you go off that and change it immediately because that's obviously not working. And yeah, that's my take on, on rest and recovery and fasting. So uh, let's look at supplements. Okay, so the number one supplement I will always recommend for women and men, regardless of your goals, will be protein because I just believe that you know muscles are built of protein so there's no ad- disadvantage for not taking in protein. This is, of course, with moderation. Taking in too much protein can eventually lead to weight gain. As we always say, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. But nonetheless, I would also suggest protein for people on a low-carb diet and for women to get one with less or no carbs and artificial sweetener. Actually, no-sugar protein is better, man. It just helps against building insulin resistance. A good protein supplement has a high amount of protein per 100 grams. So anything over 75 grams per 100 gram you know, is a great protein and the lower the carbs, the better. A good protein has amino acids already included in it. Of course, you can buy amino acids separately, but it works out kind of cheap if you buy it with the protein, if it's kind of included in the protein that you're buying. So just remember that amino acids are very important because it helps with protein synthesis. So you should get them together because you'll just see so much better results. With brands, I'll recommend NPL. That's one of my favorite brands. You know, it's a high quality, tastes great kind of protein. The second one I would recommend is NutriTech Whey Protein. So whey protein all the way. Another one I can recommend is USN. I started off with USN in the beginning, but I kind of moved on to just ones that I feel that got better results for me. Some people will say that USN is better. Again, this is for me what worked for me. NitroTech from MuscleTech is also a good protein out there. It has a high amount of protein per 100 grams. But it's a little bit out of my budget. But right now, I'm enjoying NPL and Nutritech. So the amount of protein that each person will take in will obviously be different. Because it depends on your goals. And if you're a guy or woman. And whether you want to gain weight or lose weight. And all those factors need to be taken into consideration. Just make sure that if you are going to get a protein. It's one that has your vitamins and minerals and nutrients in it already. Because that's just a good protein in general. But of course, again, you can buy them separately. But as I said, it generally works out a little bit more expensive if you buy them all separately. Taking in supplements needs to be complemented by a good workout routine and a good healthy diet. Most of them are safe, but just check in with your doctor to make sure which ones you are able to take. Moving on to what you would need to exercise indoors. So there's a a lot of apps out there that you can make use of to train. Some of them... It's got great examples of how to do specific exercises and, you know, some of them just tell you how to do it. Go and pick one that works for you. That's that's just going to make it a lot easier when you train inside so you can keep record of what you're doing and what you've trained the day before. And you can also track some sort of progress on, on the apps. The type of app that I would recommend is the Nike NTC app. That's a very good app, you know, training indoors or outdoors, you know, the type of equipment that you will need when training. Something that I can recommend is having a rubber mat. You can use this for any kind of exercise that will require you to lay down and will also prevent your knees and elbows or any other body part 
that will be touching the ground from getting hurt and it's going to be a lot more comfortable. Now, a skipping rope is a great thing to have for warming up and doing some cardio and if you've got weights that's a great plus. Um, I would suggest even having some laying around the house because you never know what happens. Uh, just use the weights as you would at the gym. If you can't find any exercise equipment, then you're going to have to get a little bit creative and practical, make yourself a pull-up bar, maybe some sort of weights or skipping rope. And other stuff that you may need would be a, a basic water bottle or maybe even a glass just filled with water, a towel. I think most people will have those things at home. Unfortunately, not everyone has got the space for a treadmill or a bench or a bicycle. You know, if, if you do have the space, that's great. If you don't and you want to run, just go jog outside. If you want to cycle, get a bicycle, go outdoors. That's also great, getting the fresh air and things. If you've got the things that I've mentioned, you're good to go. I've learned that it's always good to have one or two weights lying around because you never know what happens, like the lockdown that happened or the quarantine. The type of exercises that you will mainly look at will consist of squats, lunges, push-ups, planking, crunges, sit-ups, etc. Your app will help you with that. And remember to rotate major muscle groups to prevent overworking that specific muscle group. If you're new to exercise, remember to take it easy. One day off between training days. And I have to reiterate this. Remember to check with your doctor what kind of exercises you can and cannot do. And like Mario said, what kind of supplements you can and cannot take. And now let's look at our last point which is exercise and mental health. Marius have you ever gone to the gym angry and needed to blow off some steam? Yeah there's been a few times. I remember this one time specifically where I just went to the gym, I grabbed my boxing gloves and I just went into the heavy bag. So yeah no, there's been a couple of times. As you would know I've got a little bit of a short temper so <laughs> I get pissed off sometimes and yeah sometimes yeah. I take it out in the gym. Well and have you ever gone to the gym while feeling a bit down? Maybe you got some bad news or felt a little de depressed? Well, I think the majority of the times I was pissed off or angry, but I'm sure there would have probably been a time where I probably felt down or a little bit depressed. And after the gym or exercises, did you feel better? Did you have any positive feelings? I don't think there's ever been a time that I went to the gym and did not come out feeling energized and positive and motivated, so... Yeah, I would say every single time. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of dopamine and endorphins. The brain releases that when you exercise. And uh, like Tony Robbins says, motion creates emotion. So if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, go exercise. If you're stressed about finances and work, go exercise. If you're struggling with depression and to stay in a positive mindset, go exercise. You know, I, I think... You get the point what I'm trying to explain. Yeah, I think that's uh, straight to the point. Does it solve stress and depression though? You know, I know it's it's short-lived for only a day. Like, you only feel great for a day. But I'm going to paraphrase Zig Ziglar so it works with exercise. So I'm going to say, like he said, exercise is like bathing. And we recommend it to you daily. It's a, it's a simple equation. If exercise makes you feel great for one day, do it every day. Especially if you're struggling with depression. And I'm talking from experience here. And not just the research and recommendations that I've got from psychologists. It really works. 
when you feel down and you go and exercise and if you continue doing that you'll keep feeling good you you it's one of the things that you can do to fight that bad thoughts or emotions and feelings that you've got. Take uh, Wendy Suzuki, for instance. She's a neuroscientist, and she devoted her whole life to convince people about the benefits of exercise and the positive effects it's got on the brain, you know, how it how it improves your mood and, and so forth. So there's really a lot of research and science backing this statement up that we're making here. Uh, Marius, is there anything else that uh, you may want to add to this? Well, I think we've summed it up as best as we can. Like we said in the beginning of this podcast, there is so much information on the internet about healthy diets and training exercises and all these things. You know, the the knowledge is infinite. There's opinions and there's research and there's a hundred scientists, for example, saying a hundred different things on one specific thing. Not everything works for you that works for others. We're not all the same. We are different and our bodies are different. And just remember to start with a small goal and increase it a little every day or every week be that in duration or intensity so yeah that's it for today remember to chat with us on facebook and twitter we're always looking forward to hear anything from you we will be there to motivate and assist you with any questions and we're always happy to respond to your messages but that's it from us for this episode thank you guys bye bye cheers everyone